Hi friends, my name's Alexa Mazur and you're listening to Firsthand Audacity. Episode 3, Breakups, baby. Ooh, this is a big topic. But before we get into it, thank you so much to everyone who has listened to episodes 1 and 2. Anyone who has liked and shared, I appreciate you so much. I honestly could probably do this just to listen to the sound of my voice. Um, That's some high confidence right there. But really, truly why I'm doing this is to connect with all of you. And I hope that, you know, at least one person finds value in what I'm bringing to you in terms of content, in terms of experience through these episodes. So if you like what you're hearing, keep sharing it, keep sending me DMs. I so appreciate everything uh, that you send me in terms of ideas. And for today, it's a big one. Breakups. Let's talk about it. I do not pretend to be an expert in many things, friends, if anything, besides maybe memorizing lyrics and knowing way too much about Bachelor contestants, but I do think that if there was a certification or a karate belt that I could get for breakups, then I would be a black belt for sure. If it was simply based off of experience, I think I've done my equivalent of 10,000 hours. I've put in the time, I've put in the energy, I have dated all the people from harmless to toxic. And I feel like I've seen a lot in my 31 years on this planet. Um, I think I have grown to know myself so well that I can expedite the stages of grief. My therapist might disagree, but she's not here right now. So I have been broken up with, I have definitely done my fair share of breaking things off. Um, And if you are listening and you are fresh off a breakup, my condolences or congratulations. Maybe it was a long time coming. Maybe you got out of a really toxic relationship and kudos to you for having the strength and, and getting out of it. Well, you still can. So congrats. Um, and if you are fresh off a breakup, that was truly sad. Maybe it was just not the right fit or you got broken up with then my condolences. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, let's dive right in. And hopefully something I say today gives you a little peace of mind. So first and foremost, when do you know? When do you know that you should break up with someone? Um, I think, sadly, when you're asking that question, should I break up with them? That's a sign. It's like, I'm looking for a sign, universe. What's, you know, give me something. Well, if you're asking for a sign, that's kind of your sign. Um, I would say you got to trust your intuition. You can pull your friends You can ask your therapist, you can uh, talk to your parents, talk to your family, uh, but at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your life, it's your relationship, it's up to you. And I would ask yourself something that's always worked for me and I really feel like I've honed in on my intuition over the years is asking myself, is this my person? And what's the first thought that comes to mind? Is this my person? Yes or no? Simple. It sucks when you hear no in your own head, in your heart of hearts, when you just know. Um, But that doesn't mean you need to break up right away. You still have freedom to choose. You still have the ability to decide. Um, Maybe they're not your person for the long term. Maybe you're not looking for your person right now. Maybe you're enjoying dating and you're enjoying what they add to your life right now. I would simply ask, is this my person, yes or no? And then decide from there, what am I looking at at this stage in my life? What am I looking for, I should say, in this stage in my life? Um, What are my non-negotiables? 
Um, are, you know, are there red flags? Are there things that are standing out? If it's really early on in the relationship, less than six months, and you've already seen a pattern of behavior, you've seen some deal breakers, you've seen some um, recurring habits that you're not a huge fan of. One, I think it's very kind to make someone aware if it is something that you believe they might want to change for themselves because they can't want to change it just for you. Um, If it's something that you can make them aware of, if if it's a communication style, if it is something that you can work on together, it might benefit you to have a conversation. If it's something that is a character, character trait, that is a personality trait, that is part of who they are, I am a big believer that you need to love someone, like someone, appreciate someone for who they are right now in this moment. And I don't think that it's fair to you or the person to love them or the idea of them and the potential of them. So many times we fall into that. I'm a victim of that too, or not even a victim. I'm a, um, I'm definitely someone who's done that. I've fallen in love with potential or you fall in love with the version of someone when you first met, maybe they were on their best behavior. Maybe you fell in love with someone during the honeymoon phase and now they're starting to really get comfortable and be themselves and you're realizing that you don't like everything about them. I don't think you need to like everything about someone. There's going to be quirks and things that, you know, rub you the wrong way. But if these are deal breakers, if these are big things, misalignments with values, things of that nature... If you do not agree with how they function in their life right now, and it's not something that you can see changing, I do not think it's fair to put that on them. I think that you need to say, you know, maybe this isn't my person. So um, I would get really right with yourself about what am I looking for at this stage in my life? Am I looking for a partner? Am I looking for someone fun? Is this person adding to my life or are they draining my energy? Are they taking away? Because a healthy relationship, as far as I'm concerned, is you have your shit together or you're working on it. We, you know, who has their shit together? All of it. You're working on it. You're responsible for yourself. You're taking accountability for yourself. They are taking accountability for themselves, for their happiness, for their progress in life, for their growth. And you grow alongside one another and you add to each other's lives. If you are not adding to each other's lives, then what is the point? What is the point? And if you are with someone who is a project, been there. I am a magnet for projects because I love fixing things. I love fixing things. I love growing. I love challenges. I love puzzles. I love making sense of chaos. But that is really helpful for me in my work, not in my relationships. I don't get paid to take care of my person. And you shouldn't have that level of codependency. That is super unhealthy and toxic trust me. So when do you know? If you're asking, I think that's a sign. If you, um, I think another great time to give yourself a deadline, maybe check in with yourself and see, you know, is this something that maybe give myself a week, maybe I'm emotionally, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on at work or there's other things going on in my life that life that could be affecting this. Um, and then I think really in your heart of hearts, you know, you know, when it's time, Um, And maybe the only reason you're hesitating is because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. 
and maybe they're a really good person. Maybe they are a really good person and they're simply not your person and you don't want to hurt their feelings. That's okay. Being respectful and kind is being direct and telling them how you feel. Um, if there's someone who is toxic, I can do an entirely different podcast on, uh, or different episode, I should say, on my experience with toxic relationships, my experience with knowing when to leave those. I think this is more of an overarching episode, um, but I definitely will dive into uh, toxic, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, um, all that fun stuff um, in another episode because I've definitely had experience with that. Um, and I will be sure to label that with a trigger warning for my friends who want to avoid, um, you know, who are not ready to hear that kind of conversation. But for today, sticking with a standard breakup, they're all individual and personal and different, but sticking with, let's say both people are, you know, not manipulative, not toxic. It's just simply not your right person. Let's stick with that today. Um, so how do you do it? I think it's situational, but the sooner the better. I do think in person is better. Um, I think that depending on the length of time, depending on if it's long distance, there's a lot of different factors, but the more direct you can be, the better and try to focus on you, focus on what you need. Not it's, it's not you, it's me. Um, because that can be a cop out sometimes. Um, but saying I feel and I need and I want and I'm not receiving or I'm hoping for this. Take responsibility for what you need and be prepared for a dialogue and also be prepared for getting a defensive shutdown. Maybe they don't want to talk to you. I think you have to be ready to respect whatever whatever things they need after you express yourself. Um, so I think that is it sounds pretty simple, but it really depends on the person, depends on the situation. Um, and I would have your friends on speed dial ready to go, um, to let them know, Hey, I'm about to have this difficult conversation. Check in on me in an hour. Um, great friends on standby are, you know, not to be taken for granted. Um, what's next? In my opinion, I'm a big proponent of blocking people. (laughs) I'm a big proponent of blocking people. I'm a Leo. I will cut people off so quickly. If you are someone who lingers and collects their, uh, their exes like memorabilia, then that's you. For me, it feels like a healthy break when I remove their access to my life. Again, it depends on the person. It depends on the nature of the breakup. Um, for me, I feel most comfortable when I block them on social media, when I, um, I delete their phone number, I block their phone number, and I delete photos. It's really cathartic for me, whether I was the one who was broken up with or doing the breakups, to delete the photos so I don't come up. You know, Facebook is notorious for doing this four or five years later, showing me pictures of my exes. I'm like, excuse me, Facebook. It's been years. I've dated like 10 people since then. (laughs) Could we not? Could we not? Could we chill with with the reminder? Like, relax. Um, so I try to delete photos. I try to get rid of any, you know, physical memorabilia. Um, if I have anything of theirs, I try to give it back as quickly as possible. Um, that's just me, but allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to feel through it. You know, if you 
were, if you were blindsided, especially let yourself feel, allow yourself to talk, find some friends who will allow you to just vent and let it go and cry and yell and scream and do whatever you need to do. Uh, my breakup trinity is Miss Kelly Clarkson, Taylor Swift, and Adele. Find your breakup trinity. Find your girls, find your guys, find your non-binary peeps who help you get through this tough time. Um, and it there is no timestamp on it. I've heard that some folks think that if you that the length of the healing should be um, one month for every year that you spend together. I heard that a long some time in the way past, but for me that hasn't necessarily felt true. It really depends on how deeply I felt about the person, how connected we were, did we meet each other's families, were we talking about next steps, where were we in the stages of our of our relationship and did I think I was going to spend the rest of my life with this person, whether it was in a committed relationship or married or whatever that may be? Um, I think that really is what determines how long it will take you, right? Um, and I think it's up to you to decide. And um, maybe th- with you and your therapist, I think I talk about therapy so much. Um, if if this is not for you, then take it or leave it. It's up to you. Um, but I don't think that there is a typical amount of time that you should be allowed allowed to grieve, um, especially, you know, depending on the length and the, the strength of the relationship and how much that person was taking up in your life. Um, but I personally rely on Kelly, Taylor, and Adele to get me through. I have a lot of scream crying sessions. I, like I said, I like to expedite the process. Um, I like to allow myself to feel, feel all the feels. I do everything a hundred percent. I do not half-ass my grief, baby. Um, and then what's next? I start over personally. I like to do everything I did with them alone or with a friend. What I mean by that is I've created some really fun habits and adventures from looking back and saying, Oh, the first time I went to Moab was with so-and-so I'm going to go by myself. The first time I went on a hike to this place, was with so-and-so. I'm going to go by myself. We used to bike to Golden together every single weekend. I'm going to go by myself. Um, I like doing things on my own. Uh, I know that not ev- that's not for everyone. I think pick a couple of things that you're comfortable doing on your own, but I found that the movies is kind of sad by yourself. I don't know. It's dark in there. Who's going to judge you? But I like to go to the movies with someone else. That's probably one of the major ones. Um, And if you don't feel comfortable hiking or camping by yourself, definitely bring a friend along. But create new habits, create new trends, create new exciting memories. Replace those memories so that the last time that you did this thing was not with them. That's That's what I try to do is create these new pathways in my brain that when I look back and I'm like, oh, the last time I heard this Kid Cudi song was with him. No, it wasn't. It was with me in my car with the windows down and it was a beautiful Denver day. Take control. Take your power back. One habit, one activity at a time. And journal, cry, therapy, like these things are not linear. So yes, you can start over, but as you go through these things, it's still going to be hard. still going to be sad. You're still going to say, I miss them. That's okay. 
But then when you're ready, take inventory. Let this breakup be the catalyst for the next version of you. A breakup is why I live in Denver. I grew up on the East Coast. A breakup is why I live in Denver. I got a job out here, but I had to break up with my boyfriend to move out here. A breakup is why I became a spin instructor. Now, four plus years later, that is a huge part of my life. A huge part of my life. And it would not have happened if I had not gone through a really rough breakup and said, what do I like about my life? What do I not like about my life? Not just this boy, because now that I've broken up with him and cleared out that space for myself, I'm ready to fill my heart, my time, my energy, spend it on something else. What else? A breakup is why I live on my own with two cats. I guess that one's not really an accomplishment, but I like my life. (laughs) So, and I think they like me too. But a breakup is why I live on my own. I think that's an accomplishment. Previous to my last major breakup, I had never lived on my own. I had never lived in an apartment on my own. I had always had a roommate or a partner, truly. Um, So yeah, that is an accomplishment. Um, Look at your life. Look at your choices. Figure out what what you want to add. You're in control. And I don't know why a breakup or tragedy or things like that make us reconsider, but maybe they remind us that the time that we have on this earth is precious and limited and you shouldn't waste a single second of it doing something that you don't love. So maybe that's it. I don't know. How do you know when you're ready? How do you know when you're ready to move on? Uh, I had a really close friend of mine say a while ago, this was in reference to grief when it comes to losing someone um, from this world, but um, I think grief in this scenario, it's applicable. It's like the waves in the ocean. Initially, it's like a really busy day um, at the beach when the waves are just crashing constantly. Initially, you're like, I cannot come up for air. Can you just give me a second? Like, relax. But the it's just hitting you. The pain is hitting you. The emotion's hitting you. Um, the finality of it all is hitting you. Then eventually, the waves start to calm down and they're a little less frequent they're a little, um, you're crying less, you're able to function, you're able to get out and um, wear mascara again without ruining it. Um, and then all of a sudden you'll be walking through the water, walking along the beach, living your life, having a great time. And then you'll hear a song or you'll see something or you'll see someone who looks like them or you'll have a flashback memory. Something will happen. It doesn't need to be anything significant. And a big tidal wave comes out of nowhere and just crashes against you and knocks you off your feet. That's, I think, the best way I've ever heard grief described because it it truly is not linear. You, no matter how healed you think you can be, that tidal wave can come out of nowhere and just knock your socks off. Um, And that is, that's frustrating. But I think from that, have a little grace. Have a little grace with yourself. And I don't think you need to be fully healed to be ready. So maybe you get to the point where the ocean is calm and you have those less frequent tidal waves coming along. Um, I think that's okay to get back out there. For me, when do I know I'm ready? When I can listen to All Too Well by Taylor Swift without scream crying. That's when I'm ready to date again. (laughs) The queen of writing bridges that make you feel everything. If I can sing that song without crying, then, or without feeling intense rage, then yeah, 
I'm ready to jump back in the dating pool. And that's a perfect segue, friends, into the next podcast, next episode, episode four. I am so excited to talk all things online dating. In my experience, what works, what doesn't work, my uh, crazy experiences this summer, um, and you know, in throughout my life, this isn't the first time that I ever jumped into online dating. What are my favorite apps? What are my favorite tips, tricks, all that fun stuff coming to you in episode four. But for now, I again feel like we're skimming the surface, but I want to keep it as short and digestible as possible. So let me know what you think. Let me know if this helps. If you're going through a breakup, let me know what works for you or what, what didn't work for you. Um, if any of this resonated with you, let me know. I want to hear from you. That's why I'm doing this so I can connect with you. If you're listening on Spotify, follow, make sure you got those notifications on and share it with a friend. I so appreciate that. Like I said, if I can connect with at least one person, that would be fantastic. Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind taking a second out of your day to give it a five-star rating, it really helps up those um, up it in the search and help increase the visibility. And like I said, next episode, we're talking online dating. So when you're ready, when you've got your version of listening to All Too Well without crying, then I got your back. Until next time, friends, take care.